Well, good morning, good morning, good morning, good morning, good morning, and welcome to the Q, welcome to the Q Church. We are glad that you're taking time out to join us this morning. Man, our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, let's first of all open up. We know that there's a bike is traveling all across this country from Dallas uh, to, to Panama City, to different parts of the country, to Ohio. They just all out there, God, as we do this every Sunday, we just ask you to allow the Holy Spirit to just flood the highways with angels of protection, angels of guidance, angels to allow them uh, to return home safely, God, and continue to just bless and strengthen and motivate them, God, continue to just lift them up to make smart and charitable decisions, God, continue to just honor what they're trying to do and build up in this here community, God. Dear God, continue to bless the Q, continue to bless Queen City Bike Church. We just trying to just be just a small part of this puzzle and this ministry so that we can make a difference and give hope and give a light that shines so bright that everybody can see their way to the kingdom. They can simply just see the road to salvation, see the road to grace, see the road to uh, being there in eternal life with you, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit for this Jesus Christ. We simply want to say amen, amen, amen. Well, good morning, and yes, we are back. We are here. We are honored. We are blessed. We are just wanting to say we love you. We love you. We love you here at Queen City Biker Church, simply just known as the Q. I always like to open up because, as you can see, we truly, truly, truly need you guys' help. We truly, really, really need you guys help we are no different than nobody else we are trying to make a movement a difference so if god lays it on your heart please go to our cash app qcbcclt uh we 100 appreciate it need it and love it continue to listen to the podcast the q talk we thank you so much i looked at the numbers this morning we're doing pretty good but we can always do better in uh, what we are doing and get ready for the, I know I keep talking about the YouTube channel. I know y'all just waiting, 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 but I'm still practicing with the camera myself. Every time me and the bros ride, I do a 20 second, 30 second, go in the office and do the editing thing. And I'm not quite where I want to be yet, but we getting there. So I keep telling y'all about it. So when it happened, you know it happened. Continue to support Motorcycle Entertainment Television. I know they got another new show coming on. But we are probably their longest running show. <laughs> we, are, we, are, we are regularly, weekly, every week you get a new me. Every week you get a new us. So continue to do that and support that. And remember, we just want y'all to come chill, hang out by the lake, fellowship, Bring your chairs, your tents, your coolers, and just simply have a good time with Rab Breed on May the 20th. May the 20th, we'll be having our Breed Bash. I want to see you in the place, fellowship and celebrating, and just simply having a good time doing what we do. And that's just what Tail Biker Stirs. I think I cut the mic. And that's just simply tell biker stirs, because that's what we want to do. We just want to hang out. We just want to just be traditional, non-traditional, fun, having fun, over fun, laughing, cutting up, telling jokes. And what better way to do it than sitting by the lake, waving your feet in the, open, in the little lake, doing what we do. Got the breeze from the lake. Bring your tent, your chairs, and just have a good time. Also, get ready once again. We don't stop. Y'all know I rock with Red Breed. So the first weekend in August, you got the Breed Versary. 
us. And it's going to be a beautiful weekend that weekend. Now, something that had, had happened, uh, we, was on, we was promoting on July the 30th. We was going back to the woods where we realized yesterday for some unforeseen reason we're going to have to change that date. But we're not going to change that date. We're just going to change the venue. Y'all know we're in our new location. We've been working hard. Uh, we've been doing stuff. So basically what we're going to do is we're going to allow that to be our grand opening here at the Q. So July the 30th, we're going to be promoting it. That'll be the grand opening. That's going to be our Biker Sunday here at the Q. Hopefully everything that we need, we'll have our yard signs, our banners, and everything like that. So listen, July the 30th, we still getting down. We're going to get with our people in Columbia. We're going to have a great time, an awesome time. We're just going to make it ours because we've already been promoting the date. We've already been talking about it. And when we realized we was going to have to change the date yesterday, I just said, you know what? We'll keep doing what we're doing, and this will be our, believe it or not, our first inside the doors at our own location, Biker Sunday. So y'all get to come see where we at Fellowship, have a good time. Uh, I'm going to get with my, my church in South Carolina, see if they can bring the grill up. You know, we put some hamburger hot dogs on the grill. And we won't charge y'all for the food. <laughs> It'll be our gift to you because we want to truly bless you in the way that we do. Now, we're starting a new series Simply, we're in the book of Acts chapter 17. Today we're looking at verses 1 through 4. We're in the book of Acts chapter 17. Today we're in verses 1 through 4. And this series is simply going to be called Stand for Something. Stand for Something. That's an old school saying that we've been hearing our great, 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 great parents say for a long time. You just need to stand for something. A while back, I had a, a situation that I considered to be a great situation. I, I, I don't know if I talked about this once before, but I know uh, if I hadn't, I'm talking about it now. But I got a chance to meet this young guy. I'm going to call him a young guy because I'm a young guy. And he was a Muslim. And when we met each other, we didn't know each other. We just happened to have been in the same place, the same facility. We just started chopping it up, talking about any and everything. And in the midst of our conversation, he says to me, do you believe? And because of what we was already talking about, I didn't really know where he was going with the conversation. So I say, well, what do you mean do I believe? He said, do you believe in something? He said, now, I'm Muslim. So are you Muslim? Are you Christian? Are you what? And I say, well, I guess I'm going to consider myself a Christian. He say, cool. He say, despite what you see on television, despite what you see in the news, Muslims and Christians actually do get along. He say, the world today, and let's be real, the world today is confusing. We just woke up this morning to how many dead? Seven. How many others dead? Somewhere else, three. I mean, we waking up almost... From Sunday to Sunday, within that seven-day period, there's always some type of violence 
that's being taken place on innocent people that just want to either go to the mall or go to the movie theaters or go to a prom or go hang out with friends or just leave their house and have a backyard barbecue. But there's always from Sunday to Sunday within a seven-day period, seems like this has been going on for so long, it don't even make the news unless there's more than eight or ten people getting killed because it's happening so much. So when he was saying to me, we need to learn to stand for something. He said, it doesn't matter. He said, now I'm saying this. It doesn't matter whether you believe in Jesus or you believe in Allah. He said, please let me explain something to you. As Muslims, we do believe in Jesus. He said, we just don't believe that he's the son of man, but we believe he's a great prophet. I didn't try to turn that around because it doesn't matter. Because he just did what the Bible said do. As long as they call the name of Jesus, they're doing great works. He simply said, we believe that Jesus is a prophet. And I thought, okay, cool. But then he said, we so messed up, we have nothing to stand on. So now we have a crazy, he said, even where I come from. We're just crazy because we're not standing on our faith or standing on something anymore. We're just making up our own mentality mind of what we want to do or where we want to go. And it has no productiveness to what we're trying to do. So what are you standing on? Why are you not standing on something? There is something out there for everyone to gravitate to. To hold because we need a higher power that's bigger than us. We need something or you need something that you can pray to. You need something that in the darkness of the midst of your lonely moments, in the darkness, in the midst of your emptiness, you need something that you yourself drop to your knees and ask for. I don't know what that looked like, but I know all of us go through it. It needs to. It must look like something. You cannot, I'm just being real, it's difficult to make a decision for you based off of you, based off of your own emotion, because most of the time it's the wrong decision. So what are you standing for? You must stand for something. You must stand for something. You must stand for for something. I ride a motorcycle. I rock with a club. There is nobody out there bigger than that club. When that organization said, this is what we do, guess what? Somebody before me had to do it, so who am I to question it? I just accept it and do it. We try to motivate and grow one another, but none of us is bigger than the patch. Uh, because I have to stand on a foundation that was already built before me. My character and personality should be able to add to that character, to be able to add to who they are, to make them a better organization, a better part of society, a better place within this community. It's not about me thinking I'm bigger than the organization, trying to change it, trying to make it different. I just need to stand for something that has already laid the groundwork for me. So, what are you standing for? What is it that's holding you, that's making you stronger? Where are you motivated at? I don't know. But you have to ask yourself, 
What are you standing for? Are you standing on your faith? You know, we live in America. Definitely, we live in North Carolina. We're in the South. We're in the Bible Bill. I'm still trying to figure out that, what, that, what that is. There's more strip clubs in the South than there's anywhere else in any part of the region of the country, but we're the Bible Bill. There's probably more uh, human sex trafficking in the South in the Bible Bill than any other region in the country. There was something else that I saw. It wasn't, it wasn't murders. It was something else that we was high in than anywhere. I don't forget what it was. I should have wrote it down, but I thought I had it on top of my head. But it's like three things that we're the top in in the divorce. We're, 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 we're the top in the, in, the, in the south, in the Bible Belt region, in divorce than anywhere else in the country. So we're divorcing, we're going to strip clubs, and we're human sex trafficking. More in the southern region, or what's simply called the Bible Belt, than anywhere else in the country. So we ain't picking up our Bible. I mean, I don't know a better way to say we, we ain't picking up. We going to church, but we ain't understanding what's being said. We got a Bible in the back of our window. We got a Bible in our house. We got a Bible at work. We got a Bible in our desk. We got them all over the place, but we not understand. I'm not simply just saying you got to read your Bible, but it's 2023. You got the internet. You got social media, you got podcasts, you got YouTube, uh, you got, you know, from, from Facebook to Instagram to YouTube to podcasts to the radio to TV. Listen, saying you can't stand for Jesus is almost impossible in 2023. We've reinvented ways to bring you the kingdom because I get it, I get it, I get it. Listen, I get it, I get it. Please, I understand, I get it. I know what you said. I don't want to go to church. I don't want to be around the people. So what? Nobody cares. Because you can get up in your living room right now. You can be on your motorcycle right now. You can be in your car right now. You can be and do whatever you want to do when you by yourself and get Jesus. You can be at the gym on the treadmill with your headphones on and listening to the Q-Talk podcast. You can be in your car. You can be on the public transportation, the city bus, the the, the, the L, the subway. Throw on your headphones and you can get Jesus. You can be riding your bicycle, exercising, have on your headphones because in 2023, you, I want you to come to church. I need you in church. There's a church, four or five churches on every block. The churches need us in there so that we can do more in the community because for us to do what we need to do in the community, guess what? We need you in the church. We can't have a purpose and a vision without you. We need you. You saying the churches ain't out there feeding the homeless? Probably because there's nobody in the church to help volunteer to go feed the homeless. So I got it. My message is, you know, my intro is longer than my message today. Because we just simply need to stand for something. We need to stand for hope. We need to stand for desires. We need to stand for a vision. We need to stand for a dream. We need to stand for a must. We need to stand for a opening. We need to stand for life. We need to stand for believing. We need to stand for us. We need to stand for you. But we just simply got to stand for something.
Because I love what Paul and Silas is showing us. They're showing us that if you stand for Jesus, it ain't going to be easy. They're showing us if you walk this Christian walk, you're not going to always have a Mercedes or a Cadillac in your driveway. You're not going to have a million dollar house. Paul is going through some stuff. Paul is going through some people hate Paul. People dislike Paul, but he's still standing on the wings of an eagle by through the way of the Holy Spirit by introducing them to Jesus Christ. You got to stand for something. Everything don't come with a red rose. Sometimes the rose is in the water and you put an ashman in it and it still dies. But that don't mean you give up hope. That don't mean you walk away. Sometimes you got to believe in the impossible. Sometimes you got to believe in something that's more impossible than everything people have ever seen. And you know what the most impossible thing to believe in? You. Because some of y'all don't even stand on the principles of you. Because you're afraid to. Some of y'all don't come to church because you're worried about what somebody's going to say. Let's be real. I mean, let's be honest. I mean, if, if, when I look it up, that's probably one of the number one reasons people why I don't come to church. It's because they just don't want other people to know. It's like we can walk around with a marijuana leaf on our shirt, but we can't walk around with I am on our shirt. I'm not even saying Jesus. I'm not even getting over political religious. We can't even walk around with him. In capital, the capital H, I am on our shirt. We can walk around with naked women and naked men on our shirt, but we can't walk around with love on our shirt. Because that's not politically correct no more. That's not how we do things no more. That's not what we want to show. That's not with the productiveness where we want to go. But we can walk around with anything that slanders anything, but anything that lifts us up, we can't do anymore. We're not standing on the grounds of nothing anymore. What are we standing for? Why are we here? What is our purpose? What is our desire? I'm sorry. Maybe I'm confused because I don't get it anymore. Why is it that we have to wake up and hear seven or eight more people is dead for what? Because somebody wasn't happy with their life. Hello, red flag. Maybe I ain't happy with my own life. None of us have the job that we want. None of us have the career that we want. How many of us this weekend, next weekend, and the weekend after next is going to graduate from college with a degree in hotel management and never work in a hotel? I mean, let's be real. How many of us is that going to happen to? A whole lot of us. So none of us is actually doing sometimes what we expect. But you got to stand for something. Paul and Silas traveled through the city of Annapolis and Annapolis. They came to the city of Thessalonia, Thessalonia, where there was a synagogue. As usual, Paul went into the synagogue. 
on three consecutive days of rest. Holy days had discussions about scriptures with the synagogue members. Paul just out there walking around, just wandering around. Oops, there's a church. I mean, think about it. He just, he just, he's just traveling. He's just hanging out. Now, I remind you, because I got to say this. Now, remember, let me say it the way I wrote it down. <laughs> now, remember, Paul was unable to preach in the synagogue. Let's go back. Can we go all the way back? They didn't want him preaching in the synagogue. Now, Paul sees a synagogue. For those of you who don't know what a synagogue is, that's a church, that's a temple, whatever you want to call it. Now, he sees one, and he just he walks in there. On three consecutive days of rest, the holy days, he had a discussion about the scriptures with the synagogue member. Now y'all going to find out why they don't want Paul in there. Because see, Paul walked in there talking about Jesus. They was in there talking about something. Paul had no idea what they was talking about. But think about this. Now look at this, but look at this, but look at this. Think about this. This was a complete difficult trip for Paul. Because can I remind you, this morning I got up, took a shower, got dressed, packed my car, got in my little car, drove, cut the air conditioner on, cut the radio on, drove to 4630 Tucker CG Road, came in here, cut the lights on, set up, it's nice, it's Carolina blue sky, but we've been here when it was raining, we didn't get wet. We are comfortable. I got on my jeans, my sneakers, a T-shirt, watch, ring on. I combed out my beard. I'm drinking water. Listen, it wasn't that easy for Paul. Paul had to walk for three days after 33 miles, guess what, in pain. Because this was right after they beat his butt. Think about that. Paul, because I'm, I'm, I'm going to show you why I'm saying this. Paul walked from city to city to city. He traveled. Look at God. He traveled to three cities to preach. He traveled three days to preach. He traveled 33 miles to preach. Three in three. Three days, three churches, 33 miles. That's what Paul did. He traveled to three churches, three days, 33 miles to preach. And, and by the way, by the way, I'm going to say this, and I'm wrong. I'm saying this my way because it's 2023. Paul didn't go to preach. They wasn't in church preaching. They were sitting down having a conversation about the scriptures. And Paul just happened to join in on a conversation. He explained and showed them that the Messiah had to suffer, die, come back to life, and that Jesus, the person he talked about, was the Messiah. Can I read verse 3 again? Y'all keeping up? I'm not saying the verse. I'm just so excited. But he said, he explained. And showed them. Now, how many of y'all were probably thinking like me? Paul, you wasn't there. <laughs> Let's be real. Paul, you wasn't there. 
Paul was not part of the original 12 minus 11 because everybody got a Judas. Judas wasn't there because Judas was ashamed of the fact that he, he swindled the, the disciples and he swindled Jesus. But the 11 was there. They was hiding. They was ducking. They was missing. They was this. They was that. Paul said, hold on. Wait a minute. He explained and he showed them. How did Paul show them that the Messiah had to suffer had to die, and can I say it my way, had to come back to life. And then that person was Jesus. Because you got to understand, look at where we just went. When Paul walked in there, it simply just says, he had a discussion about the scriptures with the synagogue members. Which means they was probably already discussing something, but they wasn't talking about Jesus. See, they was talking about something that just didn't set right with Paul. Paul just had a seat in the midst of their small group. Paul just had a seat in the midst of their Bible study. He probably sit back because he's been walking for 30 days on feet. He's probably been taking a whipping on the bottom of it. He still had open wounds and such. Remember, this happened after they did what? Paul said, if y'all want me to leave town, Escort me out of town. This, all this is happening as he just left a horrifying beating where he was locked up in prison. He was not in the best of comfort. I just simply gave you an example. Most of us woke up this morning, put on our nice suits and clothes, fixed up our hair because we went to the beauty parlor, the barbershop yesterday, jumped in nice cars with the radio and the air conditioner, or listened to a CD or YouTube or podcast. Or tapped on your phone. You did something comfortable to come to church. Paul didn't have it that easy. He walked for three days, 33 miles. Some of y'all got a church right across the street from you and you refuse to walk from your front door to their front door and go to church. And Paul just took a beating. And he walked for three days, three different churches, found one, and went in there and hung out. Now, this just me. I wasn't there. Maybe Paul was just tired. Maybe his feet was hurting. Maybe he just needed some shade. Maybe he needed some water. So now I got to ask y'all a question. Some of y'all churches, are y'all offering people something when they walk into your churches? Because Paul probably didn't walk in there looking and smelling good. Paul probably wasn't fresh. It said that the guard who beat him cleaned his wounds. So now he's out there walking in the dust, in the dirt, in the heat, in the cold, in the sun. He probably not just fresh and pretty and all good looking. We know he was short and bald and muscular and stocky because the, the theologians has explained that over the years and years and years. But he didn't walk in there like somebody you wanted to give a hug to. He didn't smell like somebody you just wanted to wrap your arms around. But sometimes when somebody coming to your church, you simply got to go to the refrigerator and give them a bottle of water. And that bottle of water is a water of hope. It's simply that easy. Sometimes you just got to speak. Hey, how you doing? Hey, how you doing? You need a seat. Here's a place to sit. Sometimes you got to give them something nobody else gave them. An opportunity to see love. 
John 20 and 9, John 20 and 9, simply to say, they didn't know yet what the scripture meant. When they said that Jesus had to come back to life, they did not even know what that meant yet. We expository, so we parable verses. John 20 and 9 goes with verse uh, 3, chapter 17 in Acts. As Jesus, was, as, as Jesus was on the cross, as Jesus was in the grave, as Jesus was raised up again, as Jesus walked again, they didn't understand that because John 20 and 9 said they didn't know yet what the scriptures meant when he said that Jesus had to come back to life. Verse 4, some of the Jews persecuted to join job Paul and Silas, especially a large group of Greeks who had converted to Judaism and the wives of many prominent men. Some of the Greeks decided we're going to be Jews because we believe in this so much. We're going to walk away from everything behind us and walk into something new. I don't know what Paul was saying. I don't know Paul's character. But what I do know is whatever they was talking about, Paul stood on his belief only. Paul stood for something. Paul walked in there, sat down. He was tired. He was beat up. He was sore. He was aching. He was hungry. He was thirsty. He was lonely. He was empty. He didn't have a life. He didn't have a friends. He didn't have a hope. His wife is not with him. We believe that we know that he was a Tyrian soldier. So to be that particular soldier, you have to be married. We believe that Paul, a wife has now left him to go be with the Lord. We don't know, but we know that he's been through a difficult road in life because he's all alone. He's all alone. Every time he gets a friend that he believes in and trusts, they move on. Or Paul sends them out because he's trained them and equipped them enough. He talks about them enough that he moves them on and he does not mind. Or I don't know. He was all alone for a moment. And he simply stood for something. But let's talk about this for a minute. And we finna close. <clears throat> he went to church and talked about Jesus directly. He went to prison and sung a song. <laughs> See what I'm saying? See, this is why some of you holy rollers can't bring people to Christ. Because you so over the top of Jesus, 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 that you're not reaching people. Jesus is alive. Jesus, look, we get that. I know. Paul went to church and talked about Jesus. Paul went to prison and sung a song. He went to prison and sung a song, probably never said the name of Jesus, but everybody in that prison, including the warden, including the, the whatever you want to call the God, everybody in that prison gave their life to Christ. Because when they had a chance to run, they didn't go nowhere. But he went to church. And simply talked about Jesus. Now check this out. Now check this out. I hope y'all didn't miss all my little hints I threw out there. They didn't know Jesus in church. 
They didn't know about Jesus being raised from the dead. They didn't know Jesus had been baptized. They didn't know Jesus had been beaten. They didn't know. I'm sorry, it's right there in front of you. He explained and showed them. That meant he was teaching them something that they did not know about. I read out of the God's Word translation, maybe a little different than y'all, but he had to simply teach them about Jesus in church. In church. So that makes me wonder, when we out there in the streets, what should we be doing? Fellowship, showing love, giving hugs, saying we care about you. But then we should be inviting you to church to teach you about Jesus because Jesus is coming back for the church. So if the church don't know Jesus, but we out there teaching Jesus more in the public because don't nobody want to come to church no more. Maybe we got this thing all wrong. Paul went to church and taught them about Jesus. He went to prison and had a Holy Ghost praise team moment. He went to church with Mary Mary. He went to church with Kurt Franklin. He went to church with Chris Tomlin. He went to church with Third Day. And he simply had fun doing what he did in the midst of all his darkness. I believe Paul enjoyed every second of his life. You know why I say that? Because think about this here. Remember when he left the city? They asked him not to teach about Jesus no more. But here he is. Probably walking with a cane because his back done been beat so much. His feet is hurting. He goes to three different cities, the third city, after a 33-mile journey. He sits down because he's tired. He needs to catch his breath. He's thirsty. He's hungry. And he simply does what? The one thing they told him not to do no more. He talked about Jesus. Because maybe I read this in Rome. Verse 3 says, he explained and showed them that the Messiah had to suffer, die, come back to life, and that Jesus, the person he talked about, that, oh, let me see what it says, and that, and that, and that Jesus, the person he was talking about was this Messiah. John 20 and 9, which is the parable verse to verse 3 said, they didn't know yet what the scriptures meant when he said that Jesus had to come back to life. He in church talking about the one thing the church was built on. What did he tell Peter? On this rock, my church should be built. What did David talk about? I want to build the temple. What did Moses talk about? We want to build the grace. I'm sorry. It's about church. And most of our churches till this day don't have a clue who Jesus Christ is. We know how to look good. We know how to smell good. We know how to brag about what Jesus, oh, Jesus done gave me a new car. Jesus done gave me a new job. Jesus done gave me a new house. But you know what? When Jesus takes all that away from us, we don't even go to church no more. But Paul simply went to church and he talked about Jesus. Now you want to know why I truly believe that 
at this church not comparing us to no other church? Why are we expositor? Because without it being expositor, some of you would never know what really went on in Jesus' life. Some of y'all never knew that Paul went to church and talked about Jesus to a church that didn't even know who the Messiah was. They hadn't even heard the story of the cross yet. They hadn't even heard the story of the burial yet. They hadn't even heard the story of the risen king yet. They had, what was they talking about then? Can I help y'all a little bit because we church? Can I help y'all a little bit because we church? Can I help you? Can I help you? Can I help you? This is what they was talking about. Man, I like them gold sandals you got on. Man, I like that, that nice robe you got on with that gold belt. Man, I sure like your rod and staff. That's a nice one there. What competent did you have to build that rod and staff? I want to get one like that. You need to go to the carpenter of life. Because that's what we do at church. I mean, let's be honest. Look, I say this often. Queen City's bike at church or the queue. We for the people who hate church. And I hate church too. But I love Jesus Christ. I love him so much that I said, when we teach this word, we're going to teach the whole word. Now I'm going to get up here and say my little bit too. Because life experiences what make us believe. I opened with a story about me and a must. By the way, that was my Uber driver. Didn't know me from Adam and Eve. How many people done got in y'all's car? Because I thought about this. I thought about this. I got in his car that I'm paying to get a ride to, and he talks about Jesus. Because what did he say? We believe in Jesus too. We don't believe he's the son of God, but we believe he's a prophet. I believe that Jesus is a prophet. I didn't have to debate with him because Jesus said, as long as you speak my name right once, you've done enough. So irregardless of what he believed in, he spoke the name of Jesus Christ. Irregardless of what his faith is, he spoke the name of Jesus Christ. In his car, that he's Ubering me to go somewhere. How many of y'all go to a family reunion and talk about Jesus? How many of y'all... Let, let, can we get personal with biker trip? Can we get personal with biker trip? We Queen City biker trip. How many of y'all go to a bike event? Better yet, let's get real deep. How many of y'all have been to an anniversary party? And that anniversary party opens up in a prayer to pray you home for safety. How many of y'all, because we, 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 we probably had 20 of them last night across the country. How many of y'all has ever went to an anniversary party and they take time out to say, DJ, DJ, stop the music. We need somebody to come up here and pray for this event. Pray for our safety home. Oh, no, we can't do that. Oh, no, we can't call to Jesus in the midst of what the music we finna play. Why not? Why not? Still play the same music you was going to play because that don't matter. You ain't taking that music with you to the kingdom. Play it all. I don't care. Whole hopping, shooting, dancing, pocketooking, whatever you want to call it. Hickey, honking, we don't care. It means nothing. But how many times have we done that? How many times have we seen that? See, can I, can I say something? Because I believe this here. When you start doing that, your event going to start growing. 
Because you know what? You just brought Jesus in the midst of your event. No matter what kind it is. When you start doing that, next year you're going to see 10%. You're going to have somebody else pray. Next year you're going to be see 10% more than that. Now you done grown 20% in two years. Each year you'll grow 10% by opening up with somebody just saying, thank you, Jesus. If you don't believe me, try me. If you don't believe me, try me. If you don't believe me, try me. I promise you, if you don't believe me, just try me. Man, our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, we want to say thank you on this day for us to be able to stand before you and simply just call out your name. Continue to give us the strength and the blessings in which we need to just love on you, Jesus. Open up our hearts in ways that's never been opened. Our heart is the doorway path to the kingdom of God. And for this, Jesus Christ, we truly and simply and we must have to say amen to you for all that you have done for us. Amen, amen, and amen.